Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. This week we've got a interview with Trip Lanier. Now I want to just let you know that there's going to be just a little bit of language, nothing, I mean, nothing extreme, but just uh, give you a little heads up so that if you have got young ears around, you might want to just skip this one until you are on a walk where it's just you and me and an incredible guest named Trip Lanier. So let's now jump on in. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. All right, guys. Hello and welcome to Relax Now. So today I have, um, whether he knows it or not, he is a virtual mentor of mine. I have been listening to uh, Trip's podcast for oh several years, even before... Um, uh, oh, it's been a good, at least good five years that I've, I've been listening to it, if not even more. And I've always garnered a lot of great information, a lot of insight and a lot of, of mindsets because of how trip approaches, uh, life and how trip approaches just, uh, problem solving and the things that men face as, as a whole. So to to have him here on the show, guys, this is a great honor, and I want y'all to welcome Trip Lanier of the New Man Podcast uh, here to the show. Trip, man, it is an absolute pleasure and honor to have you here. So I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you. So how did you get uh, you 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 specialize mainly in uh, in in men's coaching, and with the men's coaching, how do you? Is there a lot of, of dads that uh, you help with issues, or is it more? Or do you help more uh, like the business side of, of problems guys have? Well, you know, the thing with coaching is um, it, it's more of a creative process. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand what coaching is. So the way that I approach coaching, it's more of what do we want to create. You've done, you've done pretty well in your life. Now, what's the next phase? Most of us are just trying to hump it through and get through stuff. And a lot of times we can condition ourselves or make it a habit that we always feel like we're up the hill. But, you know, if we look around, we've, we've, we've got, we're actually doing pretty well, but we're still in this mindset that has us believe we're trying to outrun the tiger. And, and so for the guys that I work with, it's really like, Hey, wait a second, there's gotta be more to life than just trying to outrun the things that I'm scared of. Is there really a big, bad monster coming after me? Yes. I've got concerns. Yes. I've got things I need to be responsible for, but is there a way that I could approach my life in a more creative mindset instead of a fear-based one? And so to answer your question that the fellow that, that has turned that corner, he may be pretty young or he may be a little older and have a family, or he may be even older than that. So I, it's all across the board and it's more about how we view life and how we view the way that we want to create our lives. Okay. Okay. Now you've gotten, you've released a, a book here recently and it's an amazing book. I've gone through it uh, three different times so far. 
Um, this book uh, will make you dangerous is what it's called. Um, and so what do you, what is the, what do you mean by when having somebody become dangerous? Well, I think it's part of that, how we've adapted so much to our modern lifestyle. If we looked at how our grandparents lived or their grandparents lived, we could start to see that so much of the things that we take to feel like threats these days are uh-huh. usually just typically threats to our sense of comfort, our sense of certainty, or our sense of status. And so, yes, do we have mortal threats out there? Do we have things we need to watch our back for? Absolutely. But by and large, our nervous systems have evolved to think that a threat to our sense of comfort or certainty or status is a threat to our lives. It, that's what feels dangerous. Oh, no, am I going to have to go without the remote tonight before I can get to Best Buy tomorrow and buy a new one? Like, <laughs> there's guys, you know, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being silly here, but a lot of times that can be the thing that spins somebody out, right? Or, right. oh, my gosh, what's, I don't know what's going to happen next week with X, Y, Z, and it's really not that big a deal. It's like, yeah, you've been through worse, and you'll get through this, too. Or, okay. you know, what will people think of me if they found out that I listened to a you know, personal growth podcast or something like this? Most of the time, it's these little tiny things that feel like a sense of danger. It's like, oh, no, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can handle that. And I'm just, I, I, I want to challenge myself. I wrote the book for myself, too, is just like, and, and others to just recognize, hey, what if we were willing to be a little bit dangerous? All the things that we feel that we've got to be so safe all the time, I don't think that's making us happier. And so right. I'm inviting the reader to say, hey, look, we might be more fulfilled. We might have more aliveness. We might feel a greater sense of freedom if we were willing to relax this, this need to play it safe all the time. Okay. Okay. So, um, another way of looking at it is, uh, I just, I just talk about guys getting out of their comfort zone and that's, uh, you're a little more eloquently placed, uh, way of saying to don't worry about being comfortable quite so much, get out, step out of that comfort zone where you can actually grow a bit more is kind of what you're saying then. And there's a stretch zone, right? I mean, we need a certain sense of comfort. We need a certain sense of certainty. We need a certain sense of acceptance. Those are, those are hugely integral to our sense of well-being. Okay. What I'm offering is that after a certain point, seeking more and more and more and more and more of that stuff actually makes us weaker. It makes us more fragile. We start to believe we won't be okay if we go backwards in terms of comfort or certainty or... Okay. Um, uh, status. Comfort and, and status are really the big ones here. And it's our willingness to step into that uncertainty that has us really realize, wow, I, I'm, I'm capable of so much more if I'm willing to step into places where I don't have the perfect plan or I don't okay. have the perfect strategy. Okay. So uh, with that, then uh, next question would actually be how do dads teach start showing their sons start leading their sons to to be uh, to use your word dangerous how do you get them to start looking at life as hey discomfort's not going to kill you in the large part it's it might be awkward you might even have be a little anxiety ridden but you know once you push through that 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 veil of of discomfort the other side is got so much so many rewards so how do we how do we show uh how do we go through the, the process of actually getting their sons to to embrace uh being dangerous well 
as a father, I, I, I struggle with this. This is a challenge for me. It's an ongoing challenge. I have a 10-year-old daughter. So I like to use, use the word demonstrate there. That's the key word. But it goes a step further because I, I've even talked to dads where they put on this you know, virtual cape. And to their sons, their dads are just like able to walk through concrete walls. And it, they don't get that their dads are actually going through a process between their ears, too. Okay. And so I, th- I think that it's essential to be transparent to our kids and say, you know what? I'm scared to do ABC. I got this presentation on Tuesday. I'm going to do it anyway. Or I've got this thing happening. I'm not really quite sure how it's going to go, but I'm going to do my best and I'm going to do it anyway, even if I fail. Okay. It's, it's, being, it's being transparent instead of setting this bar that we're not supposed to feel fear. We don't want to, I, I don't think it's, it helps our kids if we, if we set this expectation that feeling fear or feeling uncertainty or feeling a little wobbly about things means that we're wrong. And unfortunately, the reason why I bring this up is because I see so many guys are like, well, if I'm uncomfortable, if I feel afraid, then something's wrong. It's like, no, that just means you're on the path. It means you're leaning in. So okay, if we yeah. understood that that was simply part of the process and we get to go through it anyway, I think that would be a much better way that we can expand what's possible for, for the young people. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to go into, uh, the, the side of someone who sadly is playing it safe. So they, well, I don't want to show <laughs> my, 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 my son that, uh, that I am just this, you know, emotional, uh, bag of emotional uh luggage you know i don't so there is there a uh overdoing it where you're actually giving your uh you're giving uh sharing actually i guess it would be too much with your son on that or how would how do you actually go through and and let them know hey there's gonna be times we're having some rough times we're having you know there's and it's uncomfortable and things like that, but not, you know, you're not, is it, are you not, is there a line, I guess would be the best way to put it. Right. Is there a line that you put where, you know, you, you don't need to share everything uh, emotionally with, with your son, but give them what, just like a taste, uh, kind of give them an overview of, yeah, hey, hey, we're, things are, uh, things are a little rough right now. Yeah, we, I've got this this presentation ahead of me that I have no clue if that's going to uh, no clue if it's going to work or not. But um, but it, I've I've got to do it anyhow because you know the boss has saddled me with this responsibility. Or do I? Or do you just go through and you're telling your you tell your sons like you know we had a fight the other day with the uh, in the office and. And, uh, I, you know, I, I lost my, lost my, uh, my cool and yelled mm. at the boss and probably didn't say anything that I really needed to. So yeah. what is, is there, is there an actual line or is that just somebody again, just trying to play safe? I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not qualified to talk about necessarily about what those types of things are. I think that's, that's a great question for somebody who's in the marriage or family counseling profession. Okay. I think that would be a great question for them. But but that said, I think that we can create safe projects. So, like, for instance, I wanted my daughter to learn some self-defense stuff. And I knew if I just sat in the room while she rolled around with somebody in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu course, she wasn't really going to get as much out of it. So I got in there 
and I had some guy who smelled like cat piss rolling all over me. And it was, oh, it was like, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. And this guy's on top of me and he could easily, you know, break my neck in this moment. And it's, it's, I'm here too. So I think that to answer your question is go find projects, go find okay. ways where you can go confront these fears together and then be transparent about, Hey, I don't have it all together. This is edgy for me. What about you? All right. Well, what do you say we do this anyway? Okay. Um, and I think that takes some of the heat off of those other areas of life, which is, are we going to be okay? I don't know if I got a paycheck coming next month. I don't know if, you know, I, those, maybe those conversations could be um, dealt with later on. But again, I'm not one, I'm not qualified to talk about that. So go find those projects, go find little ways that on the weekend you could go find, you could go create some uncertainty and lean into that. Okay. And this is probably kind of building a little bit off of that, off of that, but how do we, with, uh, with our teenage sons going into the, 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 the pressure chamber uh, of high school of, if you're, if you don't go in and you, you're, you're not conforming, people look at you as if you're the weirdo when in all reality, the, you know, everybody who wants to be just like everybody else is, is awfully strange. So how do you encourage your son to go on ahead and be okay with standing out? Uh, what is, what be some, uh, key points on, on helping guys transfer yeah. that, that thought to, uh, to them so that they could actually be dangerous in high school and, and realize that most of these people are not going to, uh, not going to be who they think they are, you know, 10 years, much less 20 years down the road. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think, again, it falls outside of my expertise of working with teens, especially in modern times with social media and how all of that kind of stuff comes back. But I, I think, again, it, it just I think great conversations, transparent conversations about the core aspects of things instead of I, I couldn't speak to the tactical stuff. But I think if you were to really build a foundation with your children that we value that we understand that on the other side of discomfort is greater freedom aliveness, love, and peace of mind. And so okay. we understand that there, there will be discomfort from time to time. We don't necessarily run away from it always. Uh, we understand that certainty, uncertainty, that a, a sense of risk is part of life and that we don't run away from that all the time. And that we also recognize that we don't uh, contort ourselves in order to be liked or to please or to meet others' expectations, that, that love in our household is something that is a birthright. It's not something you have to put on an act in order to receive. Okay. So, and I think, I think it's great just to also point out that there's a difference between attention and love and to demonstrate that love that, so that, that that young person knows that they are truly loved, not just that, oh, when I get attention over here, that's what love is. So I, I think to answer your question, you know, how I would go about this in my household is to make sure there's a really strong foundation and an understanding about how we, how we approach discomfort and risk and the possibility of looking like a moron. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So with, let's go back up uh, to the dad. So how do, how do dads, is there kind of any type of indicators in life of when you are trying to play it safe and what would be a good way of directing people away from when they're, when they're just being in that comfort zone? How do we, how can they kind of change their mindsets to being uh, okay with being uncomfortable? Yeah, I, I don't know if we ever get really 
okay with being uncomfortable. That's, that's the whole nature of being uncomfortable. Um, you know, like I said before, our call was that uh, before we started was that my, my air conditioner has been out now for day four since since after this hurricane went through on Monday night. So I've been uncomfortable all week and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's been hot as hell. So I'm not really OK with it, but I, uh, you know, we're working with it. We're going to deal right. with it. And so okay. um, but I think to come back to the, to the to the real point of your question is, how do we know? How do we know if we're playing it safe? How do we know if we're in that bind? Um for me, the indicator, a lot of folks think that, oh, if I just had more money, if I just had more certainty, and I just had more status, then I'd be set. We create this velvet rope uh, place out, in, out there in the world. Phil Stutz calls this exoneration. We imagine that those guys over there have it figured out. They don't have these problems that I have anymore. They've exonerated themselves. They've freed themselves from this place. They're set. They're done. And I think that's the most toxic uh, cancerous belief that I've seen oh, because wow. whether regardless of income status, I've, I've worked with guys that don't have a lot of money. I've worked with guys that have whoa, unbelievable amounts of money and by and large, they're, they're still feeling trapped. They're still feeling drained. They're still feeling isolated or they're still feeling bored or overwhelmed. So what does that tell us? It tells us that money's great to have. Comfort's great to have. Security is great to have. Status is great to have. But if we, if we can look down and we actually pay attention to our personal experience, our internal experience, that's the guide. Instead of looking and saying, like, well, I should be okay because I'm making X amount of year. I'm doing better than my brother. I'm doing better than that guy up the street. So I, why don't I feel right? Why doesn't this feel okay? And so I ask a guy, well, if he's feeling trapped, then what's on the other side of that? Oh, it's freedom. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm wanting more freedom in my life. If I'm tired of feeling drained, what is it that I'm wanting? I'm wanting a sense of aliveness in my life. If I'm feeling isolated, even if I live in a house with people, even if I have a wife, I can still feel alone. Oh, what am I wanting? I'm wanting connection. I'm wanting true, deeper love, uh, even with my community, even with my brothers. Uh, and then beyond that, if I'm tired of feeling bored, if I'm tired of feeling overwhelmed, then the flip side of that is greater peace of mind. And so Again, I don't get fixated on, okay, here's a number you're going to make or here's a, a certain level of status that you're going to have and that's going to solve the problem. It comes back to that state of mind. And a lot of times we've just created fantasies in our mind that, that keep us from experiencing the freedom, aliveness, love, and peace that we want. And sometimes it's, it's, we got to roll up our sleeves and get to work and go create that, 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 those conditions so that more of that can be allowed into our lives. Okay, okay, I see. So with... Um With getting out of the, uh, when you start realizing that you're you're having a a moment of of playing it safe, and you're getting yourself out, um, where? How can we? Uh, well, I guess that would be uh, tied into the to the previous one. I was fixing the uh, <laughs> fixing the, the the same uh, basically the same question, but just uh, reworded. But um, let's a uh, oh, couple parts in the uh, in the book. Okay, we'll, we'll jump down into that because you were talking about. Um, well, let's see. Oh, now that's the that's the. That's the great Starbucks shootout. One of the best ones, one of the best chapters. Just, <laughs> but um, when 
you're, you talk about the, uh, you mentioned it here a couple times where, where the, the main items that we're actually wanting, which are uh, aliveness, I, I, I love that word. It took me a little while to kind of really latch on to it, but peace, uh, peace, love, uh, and aliveness. And freedom. That was the fourth one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sometimes it helps to remember <laughs> FLAP. FLAP, the acronym FLAP. Freedom, oh, love, okay. aliveness, and peace. That helps. Yeah, actually, that does help. Okay. Because, yeah, you've got, uh, I know you've got your, uh, your, um, your little matrix of where where men kind of uh, kind of slide back and forth, but when it comes to when you say when you're talking about freedom, what is is that? Uh, what type of uh, freedom are we actually? Are some guys? Do you run into that most guys have a have an issue with when it comes to the freedom? We'll just talk about each one of those four parts real quick, just to kind of give them a better idea. I think I think on the surface most of us believe freedom is really about flexibility, right? So if I'm in a job 10 hours a day and then I've got responsibilities with my family in the evening and my weekends are tied up with other things that need to be done, uh, we can feel that sense of trapped, right? Okay. How am I going right. to get out of this? I don't, I don't have choice for the things that I want to do for myself. Okay? okay. So on one level that, that can start to address those expectations that I have to do X, Y, Z because these, this is what I'm expected to do, or, you know, this is what I'm confined to do. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's the, uh, that, uh, a lot of men feel that, that pressure when they start losing a lot of their freedom and all of a sudden the boss is wanting them to work weekends and they're wanting to spend more time with the kids. Right. That type of thing is what you're meaning, right? Right. There's that aspect of it. And, and if you look at it underneath is a belief that I can't do anything about this. I can't speak up. I can't or else, right? We create this. If I, if I were to challenge this, even if I were to talk to, for some guys, it's like, if I'm going to talk to my wife and say, I don't, I need some time for myself. That can be a non-starter for a lot of men, a lot of grown oh. men each, treating their wives as if they're their mothers and that this is the, they, they've laid down the law. And so, uh, and then, and then freedom is also, I think it can go a bit deeper, which is, a, it's more of a, a, a sense of, no matter what comes along, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I can, I, can, I can work with whatever happens. I, can, I am free to choose my response of what, whatever comes along. So if I'm committed to always looking good, if I'm committed to always feeling safe, then my options are actually really small. I don't have a lot of room for things. And so my life, even right. if it's rather opulent, I'm going to be stuck in a lane. So a sense of freedom is like, hey, if... It's, it's, you know, if we were to use a metaphor, it's the musician that doesn't always have to play a certain style of music. He can go play another style. He can go do this and that. And it's really between his ears that he gives himself that permission to be able to have lots of different options out there in the world. I, there's okay. a Bruce Lee quote in, there, in the book I, I reference where it says something to the degree that freedom is, 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 uh, shows, freedom uh, shows itself to the man who is willing to let go of what others think of him. And, and that's really what we start to believe is at the core is like, I have to do this or else people are going to think I'm a jerk. I have to do this or people are going to think I'm, I'm, you know, they're going to be disappointed in me or I'm lazy or whatever. That's where a lot of these expectations come in. And we, we've, we've got, we believe we've got to strive so hard. And that's the, essentially the trap that we build for ourselves. 
Okay, yeah. So that's the the whole issue of when, say, your your son is say uh, I don't know he's been caught sneaking out, and that's instead of worrying about the fact that he was sneaking out, a lot of parents worry about well, well, what are the neighbors going to think? That's is that that type of trapped uh, feeling that you're kind of what you're referring to, or a it, form of that. It could be right. It could be a drain. You know, this is this is where we can start to just come back to it. it really, that just starts to eat away at our peace of mind. What what are people going to think of me? How often are we going through our day and say, "Well, I can't do that because somebody would say this," and I can't do this because somebody else might say that. Okay. If that stuff is draining you, if that stuff is eating away at you, you have an you have an option, which is to challenge it. Is it really that big of a deal? Do people really give a shit? Um, right. We could start to find ways to chip away at those things, and you realize you may you may come to realize that you've got a lot more options. You've got a lot more freedom than you're giving yourself uh, permission to step into because you're believing this fear based voice in your head that that says you've got to be so important and everybody cares. Oh, I got you, got you. All right. So, what when it comes to aliveness, uh, what how would you describe what aliveness actually is? Well, on one end of the spectrum is this experience of flow that we can get into whenever we're, we're in a creative space or we're making something. Uh, this is why some people have great hobbies is they can go lose themselves in the garage or they they love to make things with their hands. Uh, video games can even get uh, yeah. the place of, of, of flow states, you know, surfing for me, other, other types of aspects, but that can be a sense of aliveness. But I also think that we experience aliveness when we challenge ourselves in such a way where we've, we've really got some skin in the game. So getting up to do a talk in front of people, it's like, oh, gosh, I don't know what's going to happen here. And we get up there and it's, it, it can be exhilarating, right? So if right. we're always playing it safe and we're always avoiding the places where we could be uncomfortable, then we cut ourselves off from those, those riskier elements. And it's usually right at the edge of what feels risky to us is where we feel alive. If you go too far beyond that, then you're just freaked out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not... A sense of aliveness. But if you just, just go right to the edge, there's this big grin that comes on their face. The heart rate goes up and he's like, yes, this feels amazing. And that can be sexual. It can be just playing games with your buddies, like whatever that thing could be. It doesn't have to actually be dangerous. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, it's, it's learning to find those places and games play. This is where we usually find it is, is when we're giving ourselves permission to play. But Again, most guys don't give themselves permission to play because they've got so many responsibilities and right. got things to do. And they believe that. They believe that play is somehow going to hinder them. It's going to make them weak. But I would offer that giving ourselves permission to play actually makes us better. It has us become stronger. It, has, it changes our mood. It has us be more energized for the things that, we, that we've chosen to do. Okay. All right. Then peace, uh, it sounds like it would make, it makes sense right off the bat, but uh, what does what does peace in uh, refer to in in your book? I w I want to draw a distinction between peace and comfort. Okay, comfort is uh, I can okay I'm dealing with a salesperson right now. <laughs> okay, and he right. won't tell me the truth about when this AC unit's coming in, and so he's choosing he's chosen twice now to give me a vague answer to tell me what I want to hear. He's pleasing me. Okay. okay, that's a comfortable thing in the moment, but I know it's eating at him. I know it's eating at him to not be straight with me 
and give me the truth that it's going to be next week or whatever that thing is. I'm speculating here. Okay. Right. So in the moment, he's like, uh, yeah, it's coming soon. Right. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't have that information. And so this, there's this element. I'm going to tell people what they want to hear in the moment. And then we, we can just kind of keep the peace right now. Right. Or, hey, you know what? I've got this, this, this knee that's bothering me. I'm just going to keep dumping a leave down my throat. And then okay. I don't have to worry about it. That's finding comfort. It's a temporary thing. But eventually we're going to have to deal with this stuff, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's with our health whether it's with our finances. There's lots of ways that we kick the can down the road, but we may be comfortable in the moment, but we're not experiencing peace. So where do we find peace? We find peace when we steer directly into the thing that's uncomfortable. It's that conversation. Mr. Lanier, your unit won't be in for two weeks. And that's tough, yeah. right? Like just to go in there, but to get, be honest and tell me and be straight with me. Or to say, honey, we need to sit down and talk about our finances. Things are out of whack. Our spending's out of whack. Instead of, oh, I'll just deal with that next week. Or okay. I need to go to the doctor and figure out what's going on with my knee and get this thing taken care of once and for all. So that's the difference between comfort and peace. Most of us are settling for comfort, but it actually eats our peace of mind. We can only drink ourselves so much or numb ourselves with television or whatever these other you know, kind of outlets we find so much because when we numb one aspect of our life, we end up numbing ourselves in other aspects. It makes us... I don't think it brings out the best in us as fathers or husbands or as professionals. Right. Okay. Uh, and then finally, we're down to, to love, and we'll get that real quick, and then we'll go ahead and we'll start wrapping that up a little bit so that uh, you can enjoy the rest of your day. But um, so what do you, how does, uh, how does love, uh, or what does love mean according to what the book is? I think it's the genuine sense of connection that we all deeply desire. You know, if you look around, even on a even on a community level, we are always signaling for our tribe. That's why we put bumper stickers on our cars, why we wear certain shirts is why we don't put certain bumper stickers on our car. Right. It, it's right. we're always signaling like, hey, I'm with this is who I am. And we, we deep, deep down, we want to find our people. We want to feel connected. We are okay. social creatures. It's in our wiring to be connected to other people for our survival. It's essential. Um, and then beyond that, we ultimately want to be with somebody who loves us for who we are instead of the act that we put on. Again, I've worked with really successful guys and they became really successful because they felt inadequate and they really don't believe that there's this, even if they get the girl, there's this thing like, she'll leave me as soon as the money's gone. She only wants me for my money or she only wants me for the status. They don't actually experience love. They don't actually feel like somebody really loves them for who they are. So this is a deep ingrained need that we have from the moment we pop out of mama and okay. and and a lot of us are not really clear that this is what's driving us in, in so many of the things that we do where we want to feel that deep acceptance and that deep love and that deep appreciation and so a lot of times we go for the safer or junk food version of this which is attention and a lot of times and i think our technologies this may be but... more for the younger folks but it is like we're using the technology we're, we we are not as vulnerable but we right. can kind of flaunt our feathers a bit and get a like and we get a dopamine hit and ooh, okay, I'm liked. And and, <laughs> right. and and for a moment we feel that that high, but then it then it goes down again. It's like, well, I'm like, oh God, well, now I'm invisible. I've got to I've got to be visible again. I'm I'm on this roller coaster of ups and downs in order to be visible and appreciated. And so okay. th that deep love that I'm talking about is there. It's constant. It's like this person has my back, whether they're my brother, whether they're somebody that a friend that I've had, 
or my wife, my parents, whatever it is. Like it's that deep knowing you've got my back and I've got yours. Okay. Okay. Excellent. All right. So, uh, and wrapping up, uh, if, if any, uh, any of my listeners are interested in your, in getting your book, uh, you're still able to get it over at dangerousbookstore.com. Dangerous bookstore. And, uh, you know, it's available on Amazon, no matter what country you're in. That, that's, that's the easiest way for sure. All right. And, uh, how about audiobooks? Are you, you've got an audio book released, uh, on, uh, and on audible and the rest As- of the places yet. As of right now, in early August, uh, we submitted the audiobook to Audible back in February, and it still has not been released. They've had uh, quite a backup, to say the least. So oh, that's been another, okay. another fun thing to deal with. But uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we've been told any day now since May. Oh, excellent. Well, hopefully any day now will be here any day now. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> uh, I got a, got a little chance to thanks to to, uh, to a mutual acquaintance, I was able to listen to some of it and just the way you put a lot of the uh, phrases, not to mention that the two or three times you tickle yourself in that and in, in, in your reading was absolutely amazing. It just I laughed way harder than I needed to like the uh, uh, the three old drunk psychopaths just. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and if you want to know what the reference to that is, uh, as the old uh, uh, Time Life books uh, uh, adage was, you'll read the book. So, uh, so anyhow, trip. I appreciate it tremendously. I'm. I was. My. I drove my wife up the wall for for months now. Going, oh boy, I got trip. I got trip coming on. He's fixing to come on. And about hey, she had a countdown. So. She's probably going to be glad that uh, now that this is done, so I'll stop talking about you so much. So. <laughs> but it's been a pleasure. Um, is there any other uh, last little uh, tidbits of wisdom you'd like to give before uh, before I let you go? Uh, I don't think so, other than just go, you know, the thing that I'm living with through these, you know, when things get challenging, uh, the thing that I keep coming back to is, okay, how could I make this fun? Is it possible that if I've got this challenge today, is there a way to make this fun? Is there a way to make this more enjoyable or and a lot of times it just seems like the most odd question possible but i appreciate that it pulls me out of whatever frame of mind i'm in which is usually feeling sorry for myself right and uh and it's like okay well how how could this be fun and and oh yeah how could this be fun and so i that's what i'm thinking about today and and would love to pass that, that on to anybody that might find that valuable too Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, Trip, I will go ahead and I'll let you go. I appreciate it again, everything you've done. Uh, and we will, uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch with you, let you know when this, uh, this particular episode comes out. And, um, so I, I, thanks again for everything. And, uh, we will, uh, well, I'll talk to you, uh, here a little bit later on down the road. All right. All right, Brian. Thank you so much. Best to you and thank your family. You. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Tell Allison hi for us. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, man, I hope you liked that interview that I had with Trip Lanier. Man, I know I did because it was I found it to be absolutely incredible. If you like what he has to say and you like Trip Lanier's uh, line of thinking and want to catch more of what Trip has to say, then I recommend you go over to thenewmanpodcast.com. All, all together, the, include, don't forget the the newmanpodcast.com and there you can actually catch his podcast has a lot of incredible stuff that helps men to stop playing it safe and to start living a dangerous life if you want a copy of his book man go over to 
this book or dangerousbookstore.com that is where you can actually go it'll redirect you over to the amazon site where you can actually download a copy of his book and great book i've read it three or four times and always some great nuggets in there love his phraseology he's just uh you can't help but smile because trip is such an authentic dude and i just i i love what he has to say so all right with that guys i thank you for listening we will be uh back with you next week with a whole new topic and uh thanks again for listening if you enjoy the show Go to your, uh, if you like the show, honestly, best way to actually do this is if you like the show, share it out with your friends, share it onto your Facebook, your Twitter, uh, parlor, whatever pod, whatever social media platform you're on, share that out. Let people know that, Hey, there's this uh, show called the relaxed mail that helps men become the better, become better men and help them to become, and in doing so causes, allows them to become better fathers for their sons. You can also, uh, if you think of somebody while, while they're listening to this, share that out with, uh, uh, to them specifically, uh, please, if you're on an Apple, on an Apple device, rate and review it. That'll help people understand that this, that this show is actually a good show. Or if you really like to help, then please go through and click subscribe. You don't have to download them. Just subscribe to the show through in iTunes or Apple podcasts. If you are over on uh, an Android, I've got ways for you to be able to subscribe to the Android uh, on the Android platform. You can do so by going to relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe. That will get you to the subscribe page and allow you to have a, a multitude of different uh platforms that you can actually subscribe on even that gives you the rss link so if you want to just tie into it uh into the the podcast into your your podcatcher automatically you can do that too that way so there's a, a lot of different ways i thank you for listening share this out with everybody that way we are uh, we can start growing our our following a lot more guys so thanks again see you next week and have a great one